lot of things in life can be solved by overcoming it with work. Just a whole lot of problems can simply be solved. You may not have as much talent as the next guy, but you can outwork him. Uh, you, you may not be given the supersonic gifts uh, that you see some people have. Bob Jones, in their survey of all the years they've been in existence, said when I was there, their most successful people in the ministry were the C students. The A and B students, in large proportions, failed, blew out. The highly talented people failed in large numbers. But the old C student had to go and couldn't memorize it, had to stay up all night to take a test that the gifted student would look at for 30 minutes and go and get an A on it. Uh, the C student, he'd, he'd stay up all night, drink 20 cups of coffee, had to work all day the next day, couldn't go to bed, had to work all day the next day, and he would study all night and get a C plus. And uh, they said just their conclusion was the character training that went into a C student helped them survive the testing in the future. And boy, as I've lived through life, that little survey they did, which was over many years, has so come true, has so come true. Um, it has been hard for me to uh, memorize. In my whole life, I've had to really, really, really put a whole bunch of effort in memorization. I've had to put a whole bunch of effort in remembering people's names. And I, you know, feel often, often like a failure, even after I put all that trouble and effort and write things down, do little games. I play little games. Now, if I name, if I can name your occupation, I can remember who you are, like Doc. His, his, uh, his daughter, this morning, I got her name wrong. Corinne finally came to mind there. It must have taken me 10 years to get his four daughters. If he'd had six, seven daughters, I'd never got them. But, uh, but it's just, it's, it's been a hardship. And I've wondered sometimes, Lord, why don't I have what I see some of these other people have? Wow. And uh, in the big picture, it's been a good thing. Because in some ways, I've had to work where they didn't. And that work helps you. I want to ask you a question, you Bible people tonight. Let me, let me quiz you a little bit. What, what do these six things have in common, biblically? Sodom and Gomorrah, David, Belteshazzar, widows under 60, prodigal son, and Samson. Now, that is a strange list, is it not? But you know they have all something in common. They have all something in common. Idleness contributed to their sin. All of those six have something in common. Idleness contributed to their sin. Sodom and Gomorrah, Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 49, Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom, pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and her daughters, neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor needy. And, of course, we know David, that if he'd have went to war, quit been up there looking around at some woman bathing, I got a feeling he had watched Bathsheba bathe a few times, not just one time, it's just 
rare is it that a person will fall the first time they see something? It has to work on them. They have to meditate on it. They have to dream about it. And they get weaker as they entertain that. And he went over there finally and just had his servants call her. I believe idleness was his problem. Belteshazzar, of course, we know what his problem was. He was lazy, glutton. Widows under 60, it says, do not take them into the number. The church, the local church is responsible for widows over 60. That the Bible says are widows indeed. And that means they don't have any family to help them. If you've got a family, the Bible says the family is responsible to help the widow. Obviously, that would make sense, right? But if a widow is a widow indeed, meaning she doesn't have any family. We've had a few of those. Mrs. Carr, Marjorie Carr, was a widow indeed. Had nobody to help her. Um, then we get behind them and we help them. And we, we're, we're, but it says don't take them if they're under 60. Do not take them in the number. They're supposed to get married. My wife looked forward to the 60th birthday. She said, please don't die before 60 because I do not want to get married again. I have, I have plum cured that girl on men, period. I just don't think she's ever going to subject herself. And now she's not under biblical command, so she's free. She can stay single, which I'm sure she'll be happy, happy, happy. And prodigal son, he had too much idle time. He went partying. He, he quit, didn't work. Spent all his money with riotous living, party. And then, of course, Samson. Man, oh, man, Samson. He should have got a job. All of them struggle with idleness. Work is not part of the curse. Work was given before the curse. Reproduction was given before the curse. And work was given before the curse. Work is not the curse. I know that may be a new revelation. Let's turn this up on it. That may be a new revelation. Work is not a curse. The sweat is the curse. The resistance of Murphy. Ooh. Murphy's law is the curse, brother. That if you drop a peanut butter sandwich, it always lands peanut butter down. Eve, I don't think Eve would have fallen into sin if she hadn't been out shopping when she should have been working. Personal opinion on that. I believe a lot of America's trouble today, a lot of America's trouble today is idleness. Party time, play time. Well, when you talk to young people, fun is right at the top of their world. I not have what? They come to me and say, I don't have a life. Now, when they say they don't have a life, that means they're not able to concentrate on themselves. It's best to be so busy, you can't think of yourself. We'll do that for you here at the gospel if you let us. I'm going to go through a few statements, biblically. I did an entire Bible survey, and I came up with the subject about work and labor. Here's what I found in my survey, which took numbers of hours. Number one, God is a worker. Uh, and you don't have to turn to these. I'll read them for, for uh, time's sake. i got to read them quickly. 
Psalm 19.1. I quoted a few times. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth forth his handiwork. Psalm 139.14. I will praise thee, for thou art fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works. Psalm 8.3. When I consider the heaven, heavens, the work of thy fingers. Psalm 64.9. All men shall fear and shall declare the work of God, for they should be wisely consider his doing. Without going into depth on that over and over and over again, our God is a worker. Look at the Hubble telescope, what they're coming back with. He made all that. Consider the heavens. He's making all that. Actually, they think it's still going on. I don't know if that's true or not. But so we find that God is a worker in the Bible. Secondly, you find Jesus, God's son, is a worker. And John 4, 34 says, Jesus saith unto them, my, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his what? Work. To finish his work. Boy, if you're going to be like Jesus, guess what your, your desire is going to be? Your desire is not going to be to retire so you can sit on your hands and die early. Your, your, your desire is going to be to be in the work of the Lord, to be busy. Maybe quit your secular job and have enough money to live so you can get a bus route. I mean, or go door to door. Help the local church and the nursing homes. Man, you got time? Use it for the grace of God. Work. This is our text verse, by the way, John chapter 5, verse 17. Jesus said unto them, My Father worketh hitherto, and I work. Both the Father and Jesus work. That's what they're here to do. Now, I like to have fun. I like to play. I like, to, but that's just so I can work better. I do those things so that I'm refreshed enough to work better. I don't work so I can play. Oh, I can't tell you among some of the, among some of the twenty somethings. How much they're into playing, how much they're into have, getting off early so they can go have time for themselves. Man, wow, brother, you just get in trouble. Beware, beware. John 9, 4 says, I must work the works of him that sent me. While it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. There'll be a day you may want to do a bus route and won't be there to do. There may be a day you want to go door to door, but you're not going to be able to. If Hillary had gotten elected, I say it over and over again. Had God allowed Hillary to get elected and her crew, I'll guarantee you this stuff would stop. Christian school would stop. Bus route would stop. Proselyting would stop. Uh, preaching against homosexuality without without uh, being convicted of a hate crime would have stopped. That would have happened within two years. That's how close we were. John 17, 4, I've glorified thee on the earth. I've finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Jesus' word. Jesus, right now, what's he doing? Sitting around in a cloud playing a harp? No. He's making intercession for us. There's a lot of us. There's a lot of us. He's making intercession for you and you and you and you and you. And I don't think he cares about UK, but I think he's making intercession for you and 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 you. He's making intercession. God's busy. He's busy. He's a worker. And statement number three, the apostles were workers. Acts 13, 2, they ministered the Lord, fasted. The Holy Ghost said, separate me, Saul and Barnabas, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. Uh, so, uh, Acts 15, 38, Paul, 
thought not good to take Mark, or John Mark, with them, who departed from them from Pamphylia, and went not with them to the work. Paul was so insulted by that that this boy blew out early that he didn't even want to include him back in. He repented of that later, I think, understood. But right at that time, that split Barnabas and him, and they were buddies. They had been through persecution together. Ephesians 4.12, for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. In 2 Timothy 4.5, we're to do the work of an evangelist. 2 Corinthians 11.23, we're, we're to be in labors. Paul said, I was in labors more abundant. In 1 Thessalonians 2.9, he said, for you remember, brethren, our labor and our travail for laboring night and day because we would not be chargeable unto you. We preach unto you the gospel of God. 1 Corinthians 15.10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. I think Paul, if you had him come to speak, would be very disappointing. I think Danny kept referring to him as a good writer, but not too good a preacher. You hear that? You'd have rather had Apollo speak. You'd have rather had Barnabas speak. But you wouldn't want Paul. Paul had something going on that wasn't good. His speech was rude, he said. It was it was coarse. It was hard. He may have been beaten so much, he's, his looks were rough to look at. Have you ever been to somebody hard to look at? Oh, I'm in trouble now. So God works. Jesus works. The apostles worked. Statement number four. The rebuilding of the wall by Nehemiah was not some free ride. The people had to have a mind to work. You know, Nehemiah goes back to build the wall. And the Bible says in Nehemiah 4, 6, So built that we the wall, and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. I believe in that. I believe a group of people, brother, with a mind to work can, can turn the world upside down. You don't need a lot of people. You just need a group of people that are, have a mind to work. They're not trying to figure out how to get out of how to get out of the nursery or how to get out of the Sunday school class or how to get out of the ministry that they're in. They're trying to figure out how they can multiply it and how they can encourage other people to get in it and how they can do more for God. Man, I want to die with my hand on the plow. Statement number five. Surprise. Bible still says six days thou shalt labor, and only one day for rest. Not six days rest, one day labor. Six days labor, one day rest. Good old-fashioned work will keep you out of a whole lot of trouble. It'll just keep you out of a whole lot of trouble. Brother, sister, if you don't have a job, do something for free. Zig Ziglar says, do more than you get paid for, and pretty soon you'll get paid for more than you do. I mean, just show up to Walmart and say, look, I don't care what you pay me. I'll take the trash out. I'll do whatever. I just got to have something constructive to do. Six days out of labor was never rescinded, as far as I know. Statement number six, work comes before pleasure. Proverbs 24, 27, prepare thy work without. Make it fit for thyself in the field. Afterwards, build thine house. Oh, my goodness. We got that thing upside down so many times. Build everything about me. Get everything. Then maybe go to work. 
No, no, he says the job's the most important thing. Get the field ready. Get the crop in the field. Meantime, live in a hovel or a tent or whatever. Eventually, figure out where you're going to live. But that's not your focus. Your focus is not where you're going to live. Your focus is your job. Your focus is your work. But people that have that kind of focus on their work get promoted and promoted and promoted. Work comes before pleasure. I think we teach our children by example. What do you think? If we around the house speak of work like it's some bad thing and we use work as a punishment, what are you teaching your kids? You're teaching your kids work's bad. We should talk of our work as a blessing, as a gift from God. Yes, good and needful. We should never, never live for the weekends. What does that teach? It means work to play, and play is the primary goal of life, and that is not so. Recreation, times of rest, are just to recoup so that you can work better. You're more excited about it. I, I understand about burnout. I understand about being on something so long that you, you lose your creativity, and you have, to, you have to get off of it. You have to go to something very different. And, and do something very different. And when you do something very different, they call it vacating your normal routine, otherwise known as vacation. And it's a vacating. There's, there's, it's smart. And then eventually, when you get out, you'll eventually, you know, you'll, you'll want to go back to work. And my vacation for 30 years was harder work than when I was here. It was beautiful. Number seven, manual. Oh, this is good. Manual labor is good. Oh, I got to say it again. Manual labor is good. Take your Bibles. Turn to 1 Thessalonians 4.11. I have a whole sermon around that verse. 1 Thessalonians 4.11 says, that you study to be quiet, to do your own business, and to work with your own hands, as we suggested to you. I don't think so. I like Paul when he says, as we commanded you. Whoa, brother, commanded? What's that? You try that today in the New Testament church, see how that works out. The title of the sermon is Shut Up, Mind Your Own Business, and Work With Your Hands. I mean, to tell you, that's as straight as it can be. He told those Christians in Thessalonica, which were getting messed up by what rumors and what they were hearing and thinking the Lord had come and everything and it was over and resurrection was passed and all kinds of things. He said, you need to study to be quiet. And you need to work with, you need to do your own business. Find your own business. Do your own business. And to work with your own hands. Manual labor. Work with your hands. You know, the trouble, I'm, I'm just going to air, I'm going to air, air this out. I've said it before, I'll say it again. You can mock me, but I'll guarantee you in, in the end of things, I'm going to be right on this. There's too many people in college. There's too many people in college. I got one amen. We're going down in flames, brother. There's too many people in college. Your kid doesn't need to go to college unless God calls him to something. He has to have it. What he really needs to do is get a job. 
work like a dog 14 hours a day, 15, 16 hours a day, get rid of all them excess hormones that he's looking at them girls with and have him look at that work with, coming home so doggone tired, he drops in the bed, gets up the next day and does it again. Pretty soon he'll have an excess amount of money because that's the fruit of your labor. Be able to buy his own house, pay for it by the time he's 40 or earlier. And won't be staying home till he's 45, sleeping in the basement. Not thinking anybody specifically. Ecclesiastes 5.12. Ecclesiastes 5.12 is the sleep of a laboring man is sweet. We got a concrete guy in this room. This is what he does for a living. Concrete works some of the hardest work there is. I mean, concrete work, now, and I don't mean them sissy concrete boys with that big pump that they get up there and said, I'm talking about the old days when you pumped it and you took the board and went like this and you screeded it out and you got on that thing and you hand troweled it. And not, not all these big machines, they get on now right on a machine, you know. Boom, boom, boom. I'm not against all that. <laughs> That's not the hard concrete work that I remember. You, put, you do small concrete work where they still screed and they still hand trowel it. They still do It's rough. All day long in the hot sun. Brother, I guarantee you, them, them boys aren't complaining about not sleeping. You know what? Their food's good, too. You can have mac and cheese after you work all like that, and it's... Ugh. You work hard like that, you come home. It don't have to be no connoisseur. It don't have to be a certain kind of oil, certain kind of butter, certain kind of garlic. Brother, throw something on the plate. I'll eat the paper plate and everything else. The Bible says it. The Bible says it. The sleep of a laboring man is sweet. Number eight. The Bible teaches if you don't work, don't eat. Oh, man, that's good. This literally is could save America. I heard Trump say, I've never heard a politician, ever heard a politician, never heard a president say, we got to get off welfare in America, but he said it. Man, I just wanted to run around the room, kick my heels together, do some screaming, take my shoes off, hit them together. We have fourth generation welfare, fifth generation welfare, never had a job. If you want to destroy a group of people, give them, give them something, give them their money. We've done to the black people of America is an atrocity by giving them money. We should have made them work for like, if you don't work, you don't eat. That's the Bible. No work now. I know I'm not talking about crippled people because the first thing that comes up, people, bleeding hearts will come to me and go, oh, oh, what about those crippled people? No, I'm not crippled. Yeah, great. If a person can't work, you don't want them to sit there and starve to death. You feed him. That's the Bible too, right? Do good unto all men, especially in the household of faith. Of course, we people that are people that are not able. But brother, even handicapped people work. Handicapped people can take this and go like this and go like this and go like this and go like this all day and work in a GM factory. The Bible says Second Thessalonians three ten. For even when we were with you. This we commanded, there it is again, commanded you that if any would not work, neither should he eat. Second Thessalonians 3.11 3, says, For you hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, 
working not at all, but are busybodies. Now them that are such, we command and exhort by the Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness, there it is again, that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. I preached a sermon entitled, No Whining on that verse. Now some of my most popular stuff. I don't know about you, but I feel good about it. It's as Bible as John 3, 16. Statement number nine. The virtuous woman was a working animal. You want to be a virtuous woman? I'll sum it up in a real, real short sentence. Work, work, work. You will be virtuous to whoever you're married to. You will be such an asset. He will have to go home and just say, how could I possibly be blessed with a woman like this? I'm going to tell you, let me brag on my wife a little bit. She's not here. She's sick, got a little cold. She'll live through it by the grace of God. That woman has worked like a dog. I mean, just worked. She worked early and she's up early. She works. She goes to work. She comes home and works. She's working and working and working. She's 64. She's starting to slow down a little bit. I told her the other day, I said, the old gray Mary ain't what she used to be. She said, well, you ain't either. I can tell you one thing about without going into a highly technical exposition of the virtuous woman. She worked incessantly. She labored away when from a home. She made money in labor. She um, she helped educate her children. I, you know, I believe in homeschooling. If I had more kids, I'd have a Gillespie educated. That's the kind of homeschooling I believe. <laughs> Somebody else, please. Educated. But anyway, I'd have Gillespie educated. She contributed to the overall welfare. One thing about the virtual woman, she was just a contributor. She was just an energy giver. Amen. You want to be a man? You want to, you know, what I, what I hear most complaint in, in the marriage counseling that I've done, one of the biggest complaints that women have about men, lazy dog. Oh, my back hurts. Oh, my knee hurts. Oh, my ankle hurts. Oh, shut up. Go to work. I know your back hurts. I know your knee hurts. I know your, but if you don't work, you don't eat. That'll hurt worse. Listen, if you don't work, everything's going to collapse on you. If you think we're going to support you, forget it. You got to work. Make it your fun. Make it your dream. Make it your goal. Work, work, work. It'll, it'll, it'll just do great things for you. It'll hold you in good stead your whole life. People will constantly be encouraged by your work. Statement number 10. If you're going to have to work at all, and, and by the way, if you're going to have to work all your born days, and if the Bible teaches works not a curse, 
but that actually works good for you. Why don't you decide to like it? Why don't you decide to like it? I tell the truth and I lie not. When I'm getting ready to go on vacation, no matter what it is or where it is, no matter how exciting it is, you can ask my wife. I'm disappointed that I got to quit working to go. I just love. I mean, all kinds of different ways. I especially love manual work. I especially love plumbing. You got that mic on? I especially love electrical work, too. I just, don't you get such a satisfaction out of making that light come back on? No, I mean, you know, don't you just make such satisfaction to stop that leak? Isn't that wonderful? They call me when the toilets don't work right. The pastor of the church. They come look me up and say, hey, the one toilet in such and such stall. I go in there just last week, did it, brother, just last week. Go in there and look, replace the flapper on the thing and say, well, that ought to do it. And then, then I found out that there wasn't getting enough water. It was taking too long to fill up. It's that little short toilet we got in the women's. That thing takes forever to fill up. We're going to fix that this week. I'm going to fix that myself. I love to do that. The whole time I've been here for 25 years, I've taken Monday, which pastors often take as their day off. I've taken Monday to be the janitor at Gospel Baptist Church. And I also do other stuff. You know, I meet with people who want to get saved and want to, want to go to heaven, you know, stuff like that. I mean, you know, the big, you know, spiritual stuff. They want to think, question, man, it, it bothers me to pull off of the plumbing, but I, I, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. I, I just love to kill the mildew on the roof and, and, to, kill, and to kill the weeds in the pavers and, and to make sure the grass is fertilized. And, and, the, and the spiders are off the buildings, and the buildings are painted well, and the electrical's done, and the plumbing's done, the lights are good, and on and on. Why? Manual labor is the most satisfying thing on earth. The more you can get to love it, the better off you're going to be. If God said, I got to work, that's my, my destiny. I might as well just say, I love it. I want to do it. Just put me to it. Let me work. You know, the saddest day of your life is when you're going to want to work but can't. Some of you retired boys know what I'm talking about. You work, 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 work. We're busy every right hand, left hand. All of a sudden, you're retired, and the biggest thing you had to do in the week was take the trash out. Well, no wonder so many of them boys died early. They died of sorrow of heart. Because work makes you enthused, excited, and exhilarated. And, and instead of getting up and saying, I hate to hear young people say, uh, I have to go to work. You don't understand the Bible's teaching on work, and you don't understand the beauty and the benefit of work. It is the only thing that's going to keep you going in this old filthy old world. You study spoiled people. Study people that don't work. Study people that get everything given to them, how hard they have it, how they struggle with all kinds of emotions and inner 
you know, if you're working the way you should, you don't have time to introspect. We'll work till Jesus comes. We'll work till Jesus comes. We'll work till Jesus comes and we'll be gathered home. Oh, may that be our song. Don't retire. Get refired for God. I don't think anybody would say you wouldn't want to take a time to rest, like I said, or wouldn't take a little respite once in a while. You have to have it. It's good for you. But, brother, I hope you understand, and most of you do, that work's been a beautiful thing that God's given us. You know what you're going to do in heaven? You know, some of these, what is that song that says you're going to sit on a cloud and play a harp? That's a, let's rip that out of the book. What is that song? Anybody know that song? Something about says playing a harp and ripping. That's hell. That's not heaven. That's not heaven. I suppose some old lazy person, they thought they think that'd be heaven, but it wouldn't be. God's a worker. I think first thing he's going to do is say, Tom, I want you to do this. Go do that. And he's going to give you the ability to do it and the gift to do it. It's going to be fun to do it and exciting to do it. And you're going to look, in fact, you're not even going to have to sleep. And you're going to be able to do it 24 7. Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever, just be producing and making and building and 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 do. Woo! Heaven is not about the golden streets. Heaven's not about the place you are going to be given by Jesus. Heaven is about working. Bible says His servant shall serve Him. Indication of service is work. Works great. Works great. Now, if you don't believe that, then look up the word sloth. Look up the word slugger. See what the Bible says about people who don't want to work. You don't have a chance. You're shot. Nothing's going to go right. You're going to have all kinds of internal problems, external problems. This whole world's not going to be friendly to you. And heaven's not going to be good for you either. Because when you go to heaven, all your carnalities will be burned up. And you're even going to lose them. Man, work while it, work while it is day. We get to do this, right? Some of you people get discouraged on these various ministries. And I ain't got, you know, we're human. You get discouraged. You say, Brother Bill, I don't know if I can go on. You can go on. I don't know if I can do it longer. You can do it longer. Make them pry your cold, dead fingers off of what God has given you. By the grace of God, do it with all your heart. Father, help us today. Help take some of what's said here that is from the Holy Spirit and from heaven and stamp that upon the hearts of these folks. May the resonance of the truth respond like a tuning fork off of their heart. And may it re may they realize that, that that's the right thing, that's the biblical thing, it's the truth. Father, forgive us where we've been lazy. Forgive us where we've, we've pulled our hand off of what you wanted us to do and cared more about fun more about self-entertainment than we do getting the work of the kingdom of God done and working. Father, help all these businessmen. Help everyone in here in business that's out there slugging it out with the world. Bless the work of their hands. Father, without that, we're shot. We need you to bless the work of our hands. Like it did Joseph. Who would have ever said Joseph would be successful? Who would have ever said Daniel could be successful? By the grace of God, you blessed the work of their hands and multiplied it. 
Father, may it be so. As we serve you with a tender and whole heart, may you bless the work of our hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand together. If you would like to know more about Jesus and the subject preached on, please contact us at gospel at mygbcs.com or call us at 239-947-1285. God bless.